Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk uh, about a number of different cases and things taking place, some trends taking place, some good, some not so good. And to help me do that, we have with us here uh, none other than our constitutional law attorney, Michael Peffer, who heads up the Southern California office for PEJI. Welcome. Yes, sir. Hey, great to be here. Yeah, we've got a lot to cover. We do. A lot going on. A school that identifies as a, quote, Christian school, right. will be closing. Mm. I'm actually happy about this. Yes. Uh, there's a reason I'm happy about this. There Tell certainly more. is. And it's one of the rare times that we would be happy about Christian schools closing. And that's because <clears throat> this school in Missouri, I hesitate to call it a Christian school because they're obviously departing from traditional Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, yeah. when they said that um, it's, there's holiness in the LGBT community. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that, that loses a lot in, in what Scripture commands. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's not holy. Right. It's, it's abominable. These acts are abominable to God. Yes. Uh, it's just like saying, you know, murder and rape is, uh, you know, that, that community of rapists and murderers, that's... We, uh, we respect the holiness of the, the, the rape and murder yes. community. No, of course not. Yeah. You'd say, but so they are turning their backs on God, this Urban Christian Academy of Kansas City. It's kindergarten through eighth grade facility. It was founded nine years ago, and it'll be closing its door this spring due to lack of funds. And we're not talking about government funds. We're talking about churches in the community that have been sure. funding this. And they're saying, no. You're going to say something that's heretical? You're going to indoctrinate children with a, a, a sick, uh, perverted worldview, a non-biblical worldview? Yeah. We're not going to pay for this. And that's so right. that's the reason they're closing the doors, because the churches in these communities said, that's not what we believe. Yeah. And so the, the, the voice of the consumer wins out. That's right. And particularly, it's good to hear, and they've heeded your call. Your call is always, let's, let's stop this nonsense. Let's not fund this, of all things. And particularly, churches refusing to fund this nonsense. I guess if she wants to do a private school that does whatever it wants, it just can't be funded mm -hmm. by the church, who happens to believe the opposite of this so-called um, inclusive theology. The only thing inclusive about theology is that Jesus will accept anyone who comes to him. Right. That's what's inclusive That's right. about Christianity. That's right. Jesus is the way, the truth, That's right. the life. No one comes to the Father but through Jesus. Yeah. Very clear. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad to hear this happening. Um, you know, this is, you know, they, I, should they have the freedom to have such a private school? Yeah. Of course. They, I, I believe that. I believe parents should have the freedom to be able to, send their child to whatever school they want. But hats off to the churches in that community in Kansas City. Uh, something to celebrate in addition to the football win. That's right. Is a, a town that has um, enough churches having enough impact on that community 
that they were able to effectively shut down and no longer fund uh, this alleged Christian academy, which was a a fake Christian school. really wasn't a Christian school, not if they teach and add this kind of garbage. And I'm so glad to see that uh, that, uh, this this took place. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's good to see that this was unanimous. All eight local churches that were, were supporting this school withdrew their funding. No, we're, let's fund something that's actually a Christian school. And to me, uh, this just goes out of control, this, this rampant, oh, we've, we've got to include this and include that. No, hey, I say love these people. Love them, care for them, tell them Jesus loves them and wants to see their lives change. But we're not going to say, oh, their lifestyle is um, holy any more than we're going to say an adulterous relationship is holy. No, right. we would say, no, that's wrong. That's not holy. Right. And I'll also say that if there is a group there in Kansas City that wants to start another private Christian school, an actual real Christian school. That's right. We at PJI, we've helped countless numbers. Yeah. of private Christian schools, uh, overcome issues, overcome land use zoning restrictions. That's right. Oftentimes they're told, oh, you know, by the local city planning commission or the city council, oh, you can't have a, a church here. Right. It's not zoned for, uh, for churches or it's not zoned for a private Christian school. Yes. Or your church can't <laughs> have a private Christian school because it's not zoned for that just to be a church. You know, we took on a case not long ago. It was uh, in Oregon. And they had a, what's called the education wing of their church. Right. And they were told, oh, no, you can't have a private Christian school. Not, not that kind of education in your church. Right. And we stepped in, and Ray Hackey did a great job on that case, went to bat and uh, prevailed yeah. so that they're able to have that private Christian school. So we can enable and, uh, churches all across America to start private Christian schools, including in Kansas City, and also those who want to start church homeschool co-ops. Absolutely. And that's a lot yeah. less uh, laborious to do than a private Christian school, just helping to coordinate parents to work together, to have sort of a consortium of homeschoolers working together. Yeah. Yeah, and we had another case out here in, in Irvine, of all places. Usually you think of Irvine as as very, very tolerant to churches and things of that nature. But we had a school here, and it was a little complex. There were some complex issues, but we took it on anyway because the the city was saying, you got to close the school right now. It was in the middle, uh, not just the middle, nearly the end of the semester for that school, and they wanted to close it down before school ended, which would have really handicapped these kids. Mm-hmm. So we went to bat for them and said, no, 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 you, 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 there's got to be a way to do this that's doing it right, and we obviously found a way that was doing it right, and they, they made it. Yeah, and you were involved in that, I That's understand. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. way to go. So, it's good. Yeah, we, 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 I love these kinds of things because we're, we've got to stand up for these schools. And as you mentioned, we've been a real proponent for the homeschool co-op movement because we think it's a viable solution to these particularly blue states where the school system is being more and more corrupted. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. Yes, definitely. Did you know that PJI protects parents' fundamental rights to educate and discipline their children and also provides valuable free resources to aid parents when those in power threaten to remove their children from their home? Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. The FBI 
Uh, now they've had some controversies recently. Um, Couple and, things. And they have, <laughs> and, you know, they need to be investigated. That's right. But if they do something that's right, I like to recognize them for it. Yeah. They've decided to end their reliance on the Southern Poverty Law Center's document warning about radical traditionalist Catholic ideology. That's right. So they uh, rescinded this report classifying radical traditionalist Catholic ideology as a national security threat. And uh, these were based on claims from the far left Southern Poverty Law Center uh, after a former FBI agent voiced concerns about the FBI's reliance on partisan sources, which Southern Poverty Law Center is probably the most extremist, hate-filled, bigoted organization outside of the government that exists. Yeah. So why the FBI even is looking at, at Southern Poverty Law Center makes no sense to me. That's exactly right. It makes no sense to me either that this is a real issue that you've got the FBI, who, yes, of course, is supposed to look out for terrorism and domestic terrorism and the whole thing, but they're relying on a bogus entity that claims to be uh, for um, individual rights and and, uh, against uh, governmental tyranny, but they support the tyranny. So here you have... Um, uh, people that are, uh, you know, practicing their Catholic faith. And, and of course, because of that, the Southern Poverty Law Center says, oh, no, these guys might be terroristic. And the FBI, actually, for some period, were relying on that report. But thankfully for this uh, former FBI agent, Kyle Serafin, um, he shared this document that, the pub- that had been published by them and it embarrassed the FBI enough to where they're going to change things. Now, I would like, ideally, for the story to be the FBI was given this report from someone in the, you know, that they were supposed to do this. The FBI quickly rejected this. Yeah. But no, the reason the FBI changed their position on attacking the Catholics yes. uh, as a threat to national security is because someone blew the whistle on them. That's they right. got caught. That's right. So as far as I'm concerned, it's still indicative, even though they, they rescinded this as their policy to go after Catholics as threats to national security, uh, it's still indicative, though, of where they are coming from and how dangerous the FBI has become. Yeah. The fact that they would even adopt this, publish it to begin with, shows where they're coming from, which to me is, is very frightening. And concerning as it should be, not only for Catholics, committed Catholics, uh, who, which is who they're targeting. That's right. Uh, but also committed evangelicals. That's right. And other followers of Christ uh, who are pro-life, etc. This, um, wow, this is this is very concerning. I know we've we've dealt with the Southern Poverty Law Center before, haven't we? We have indeed, and in fact, we have. A- Kind of a, a distinction of honor that we're called a hate group, aren't we, from uh, the, these folks here at the Southern Poverty Law Center? Why? Because we defend people's religious liberty without cause. So it, that makes us hate group. Yeah, we're for religious freedom, parental rights, sanctity of human life. That's right. Um, so, yeah, they attack us. Of course, they also have Dr. James Dobson in that same category, Dr. Ben Carson. And there's, there's so many people yeah. that they have called in this, put in this category, yeah. uh, organizations, ministries, lots of pastors. So it's a very dangerous organization. And we produced a, a video, like uh, you were just alluding to, that deals with this issue of Southern Poverty Law Center. We actually got other organizations involved, but we orchestrated it. Right. 
And I think it's a very convincing video. It talks all about the Southern Poverty Law Center. And if they want to watch the video, they can just go to our website, and uh, it's just pji.org. That's, That's right. P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute dot O R G P J I dot org, and uh, while you're there, you know, look at the resources. You'll find it there among the resources, and just take a look at it. And I think you'll find it very enlightening. Uh, hundreds of thousands, I believe, have seen this yes. this video, and it's it's a it's a huge eye opener. Yeah, and it's a huge deal because you gather together a lot of organizations, including other organizations that do what we do. At least they attempt to do what we do, <laughs> pun included. Uh, but but they we put them all together so people can see this isn't just PGI saying, oh no, they called us a hate group, so they're bad. No, this has there's an issue here, and and the frankly the fact that the FBI is looking at churches as terrorist groups to me is very, something has to be done with the FBI, but. It's good that this finally they're, they're going to stop relying, quote unquote, on this Southern Poverty Law Center documentation, so-called documentation. Yeah, the, the interesting uh, is that uh, this person, this former FBI special agent who blew the whistle yeah. on the FBI, uh, she also points out that additionally the Southern Poverty Law Center states that, uh, that uh, RTCs, which I guess is you know, radical traditional Catholics, Yes. Um, that's that's interesting. Uh, radical traditionals, Catholics. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that the, the, these Catholics uh, embrace extremely conservative social ideas ideals with respect to women. Uh, nothing, she says, nothing reported by the SPLC indicates the number of adherents to this alleged ideology, nor any instances. Yes. Um, of of violence. Yeah. But yet, Southern Poverty Law Center wants to stereotype committed Catholics. As dangerous to women. Um, where's the facts? This is something that I think is devastating to our freedoms here in America right now. Is that this is all about thought police. This has nothing to do with violence or terrorism or anything like that. It's that these groups have espoused ideas that the Southern Poverty Law Center and many other leftists disagree with. But that's not America. We do have the freedom to be involved in the marketplace of ideas just like they do have the right to be involved in the marketplace of ideas. And we've got to stop allowing this to happen. Even if it's your, your least favorite group that's getting skewered, we have to take care of this. We can't have idea police running around saying, oh boy, you're a traditionalist Catholic. What does that mean? It's just it's it to me it's really really discouraging, and I think we have to fight against it with everything we have. She also points out this this agent uh, that reported that blew the whistle on the FBI uh, that uh, the FBI that uh, their report cites uh, left leaning news outlets like Salon and the Atlantic. That's what the FBI is citing in their report. Yeah. With, were they coming yeah. after Catholics? You know, <coughs> this is outrageous. Uh, it is. And uh, this agent said that the Salon article cited are typical of partisan clickbaiting, clickbait writing. That's right. So it's something that people should not be re relying upon, much less the FBI. Yes. In establishing policies affecting whether individuals are going to be blackballed, silenced, uh, monitored by the government. Yeah. Really? The Atlantic, the Salon, whatever? I mean, yeah. uh, 
So I, I think that's it's it's not just even just the reliance on the Southern Poverty Law Center, it's also the reliance on other leftist publications, right. which once again is an indicator of of the culture and how it's changed in the FBI and how how we need to look at the FBI differently. Unfortunately, it's 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 a real shame because uh, those who are the most law-abiding, God-fearing Americans. I would say that today have become probably the most concerned and fearful of the FBI. That shouldn't be, and, and that's something that is a wake-up call, something that I expect the uh, new House majority uh, are going to be addressing as they scrutinize the FBI and the Department of Justice. As they should. This is something that is rampant within the FBI. It's not just an occasional uh, flub-up. No, this is something that's rampant. We're seeing stories of it all the time, like uh, this uh, protester, uh, Mr. Houck, uh, there in, in Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that should never have happened, but this is the FBI that we currently have. That's right. And, uh, you know, if, if things change in 2024, I mean, who's the boss of the FBI and the Department of Justice? That's it's right. the one sitting in the Oval Office. That's right. That alone could have a big impact um, based on what potentially may change in 2024. That's all I'm going to say. That's all. Very good. I won't go any farther than that. Your restraint is admirable. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Difficult, (laughs) but thank you. Did you know that PJI preserves students' rights to share their faith and protects them from indoctrination? We also provide free resources to help promote evangelism within the public schools and educational resources to give parents legal advice for choosing an alternative to public education. Keep current on the educational landscape by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. A Washington State school district uh, is considering closure as student enrollment plummets. Hmm. Now, the big question is, why is student enrollment plummeting? Is it because people aren't having any more babies? Yeah. uh, Or is it something else? Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting thing about this article is that um, it doesn't point out that one of the main reasons... What through that people learn through COVID a lot about and, and other situations where they've learned this is that they're giving children garbage and they're feeding that garbage to them constantly. Uh, as you call it, this is spiritual genocide that these kids are undergoing. And apparently even the left liberal state of Washington, there are people in this Seattle uh, public schools are saying, no, we, we're, we're done with the public schools. And as such, they're looking at consolidating a whole bunch of schools together uh, because they don't have enough enrollment to keep all the schools open. Yeah, I am delighted to hear about this. Me too, yep. Because if the public schools are closing, it's translation equals more kids are going to be homeschooled and or going to private schools, mostly private Christian schools. Yes. That is a definite plus. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the future of America lies in our youth. And our youth are being attacked and brainwashed like never before through public schools. Yeah. Absolutely. So in order to change the trend line of America's future, we have to change the trend change the trend line of how kids are being educated. Absolutely. So this is a part of that. And, uh, of course, this is Washington State. 
you know, they're not in the process of, of passing any new laws that are going to have school choice for, for parents and, and the like, uh, like other states. But uh, just the fact that parents are saying, you know what, enough is enough, we're, we're making the change. I understand the stats are that homeschooling rates in Washington state nearly doubled at the height of the pandemic, and yeah. they currently sit at about a 43% increase over 2019-2020 school year. Yeah, that's right. And and we've seen this all over the place. We've seen it here, even in California. We've seen this growth of the homeschool movement. And p- parents are, are finally being faced with the decision that they must act. Because to, to not act in this situation is very dangerous for their children. Uh, we see this constant and incessant uh, cry from the school districts of of sexualizing children and of of doing things that uh, teaching children things that destroy their soul and and are, are and they're not really doing any, anything else. They're not reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're not really centering on that. So we've got not only kids who are leaving the the public school system uneducated. But you have them also that they're being changed inside their heart and soul. And that's a very bad mixture. Yeah, it really is. And yet uh, there are so many churches, so many Christian schools out there making a real difference that's in a, right. such a positive way. Yes. When, another nice dilemma, if you will, that's popped up is how private Christian schools, which are often always aggressively recruiting, you know, trying to get more parents to have their kids go there, that a large proportion of these schools, I think the majority in California, have a waiting list. Yeah. I never would have dreamed or imagined that the generic private Christian school out there has a waiting list. I always thought that was for the, you know, the exclusive, high academic, uh, pre-Harvard, Yale kind of a preppy academy. Yeah. Okay, they've got a waiting list. Okay, right. I, I, I've, I've heard that before. Those kind of little academies do. But the average private Christian school out there, they haven't had waiting lists for the most part. Now, the majority of them uh, seem to have waiting lists, particularly those in blue states. That's right. Where parents are saying enough is enough. That's right. And, and we have, in fact, we have a ministry. Uh, the church finds its voice. We have a way to, to reach out to churches and, and things of that nature. And I think we've done that. We, we're encouraging the fact that people start thinking about this. It's no longer just, oh, they're the public school, so they're going to do right. No, it's no longer, that's the nature of things. Admittedly, there is an issue with respect to, um, there's an issue with respect to declining birth rates. There are declining birth rates. I I don't think that's really all that uh, controversial. But the the issue here that we're seeing is that more people than ever are saying goodbye to the public schools because the leftists have destroyed the, the school, it's destroyed the education of so many. And that's why, again, the homeschools, uh, people homeschooling and homeschooling co-ops, um, homeschooling co-ops where people pool their resources, so to speak, and if if somebody has to work, um, you know, both 
uh, mom and dad have to work or you have a single mother. There are ways to do this and perhaps maybe on the weekend volunteer for classes at, a, at, at this homeschool co-op or whatever. But it can be done. I think that's the thing that this is showing is it can be done. And we have a number of models on our website. Yep. So uh, folks out there, if you're part of a church and you're thinking, you know, our church may not want a private school. Maybe it's too, quote, unquote, small for a private school. I, I don't know. But you can still have a church homeschool co-op. All it takes is just two or three p parents, families working together to say, we want to make a difference. So if you'd like information about that on how to do that, uh, some actual models that you can look into yourself, uh, just go to our website, pji.org, pji.org. Also, you can sign up to get our... Press releases, our case updates as well. We have over 120 cases in active litigation as we speak, well over that. Uh, you can keep up with those cases and also look at our resources once again by going to pji.org. And once again, we also have a, a, that video film, produ professionally produced video uh, scrutinizing and exposing the real SPLC. If you haven't seen it, Watch it. Go to our website. You can watch it for free at pji.org. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. <laughs>